I'm Julia Furlan, and here are four stories you need to know about today. President Trump finally declared a public health emergency over the opioid crisis. Opioid overdose deaths have quadrupled in the last 25 years, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Trump first promised to declare a national emergency back in August, and he talked about it constantly while campaigning. Public health experts have been calling for a national emergency declaration, similar to what happens for a hurricane response. But this declaration stops just short of that and mostly shifts existing federal efforts more towards combating addiction. A commission headed by New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is expected to release a report on an overall strategy on November 1st. In a blog post released on Thursday, Twitter announced that they're getting rid of all advertising from the state-owned Russian media companies RT and Sputnik. David Mack and Lam Tuivo reported the story for BuzzFeed News, and Lam is here to talk about it. Hi, Lam. Hi there. So, Lam, what does it mean in practice for Twitter to ban RT and Sputnik? Right. Uh, They didn't ban the accounts themselves. The accounts can still tweet. What they banned was the advertisement that they were buying. So... You know those little tweets that you see in your timeline that says sponsored or promoted? That's the kind of advertised tweet that you can see. And that's the kind of stuff that RT and Sputnik can no longer do. You're the queen of data. So you looked at some of the numbers coming out of tweets from RT. What did you find in those tweets that you analyzed? We looked at all the tweets that RT tweeted from April of 2016 all the way till Election Day. And we found that seven of the top 20 tweets by favorites contained information that linked Hillary Clinton to ISIS, to um, the Qatari government, to Saudi Arabia, and basically made her look very shady. I should add that we don't know which tweets were actually promoted, and thereby we can't know whether the tweets that contained the information about Hillary Clinton were paid for on some level to be boosted in your timeline. But what we can say is that these were some of the most popular types of tweets that were out there, and they came out right before the election. Having looked at the data in the way that you have and like sort of pulling back a little bit, what do you think are some of the implications at play here in like a larger sense for these platforms? So the investigation of the Russian interference with the 2016 elections has been this big moment for social media companies. Yeah. For a long time, they were just like, we're platforms. We don't have to regulate content. But now they actually have to understand that they play some kind of role when it comes to the spread of misinformation and within the democratic process. And so with that, this move from Twitter is very significant because they are addressing it outright. Do you think that it'll happen to other platforms like Facebook as well? I think so. On some level, um, sure, there's the First Amendment in the U.S. That's very important. We need to be able to express ourselves. But one of the things that the social media companies have is the terms of service. They get to set the rule book by which you have to play to be able to be on those platforms. And so because you're opting into a service, they get a little bit of leeway as to what they're allowed to do and what they allow other people to do on that platform. Right. Well, thank you so much, Lam. You're welcome. Okay, so Kenya is currently in the midst of a pretty controversial election season. This week, they held another presidential election after the Supreme Court threw out the results of the ones they held in August. In some parts of the country, protesters effectively blocked the vote by preventing police from delivering ballots to polling stations. Other counties postponed their vote for a couple of days in response to the protesters. But let's take a step back and think about what got us to this point. 
the Kenyan Supreme Court annulled the first election because of some irregularities. Then, the Electoral Commission ordered a fresh vote for this week, on October 26th. Two weeks ago, opposition leader Rayla Odinga withdrew from the election, and he called on his supporters to form a resistance movement. Odinga said he didn't believe the Supreme Court had done enough to ensure a fair election. Early estimates project voter turnout to be around 48% for this week's election, which is a 12% drop from the last one. So ultimately, Kenyans are going to have to wait a few more days to find out the election results. Halloween is expected to be bigger than ever this year. Americans will spend a record $9.1 billion on Halloween this year, which is up 8.3% from last year. And some of the top-selling costumes that are popular this year are pretty basic. We've got Moana, Disney princesses, Hermione Granger, who's a badass, Paw Patrol, and by far my favorite, a inflatable T-Rex costume. It's almost as if you guys don't even realize that you could just put your kid in a sheet and make them be a ghost. For more on the latest stories, download the BuzzFeed News app. And if you want to listen to Reporting to You as a Podcast, we're in all of the available apps. <laughs> 